0: My name is Brad and I'm the lead pastor here at Hillside Church and I want to thank you for listening to one of our messages from Hillside Church. We believe that the God who spoke so clearly all through the pages of scripture is still speaking today. So if it's me speaking or if it's someone else, we pray that the message you are about to hear would allow you to know God, know his hope, know his purpose, and know his power. Enjoy the message.
1: Here today, and I also want to give thanks to God for the opportunity. I can't say it as a privilege, it's God's privilege given to me even to stand before you today to share the word of God. But at the same time, I would like to thank uh, Pastor Brad, who is not here, who is on vacation, for extending that opportunity even to share the word of God with you. I'm very, very grateful. I know you may be watching now. I say, Pastor Brad, I'm grateful. And I pray the Lord continue to bless him and the family in Jesus' name. And also, I bring greetings from Cornerstone Church, specifically from the senior pastor, Pastor Barry, which I believe most of you know. Uh, Greetings from him and also greetings from the wife, Audrey. They send their love unto you as well. And I can see some of my friends that were together at uh, the church council. Uh, Thank God for Eve. I saw her this morning and she asked me, Where is your wife? I said, My wife is here. So, that is my wife. She is Funcho Idu. Praise the Lord. And uh, today, I'll just be sharing with us. The topic is, Keep Holding On to Jesus. Keep holding on to Jesus. We know Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus is God himself. And Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. Jesus, as we've heard, is the one that died on the cross for us. And that's why we can have the Holy Communion today because of his love for us. And so we are thankful that he died on the cross and the encouragement I bring to you today is that we hold on unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 23 says, "Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for B is faithful, for he is faithful that promise." God is faithful that promise. The reason why we can hold on unto Jesus is because He has made a promise and is always faithful that has promised. But why do we need to hold on unto Jesus? There are life challenges. There is no one that is immune from the challenges in this world. And of course, most of those challenges, they are overwhelming. Truly, I would say life is sweet when everything goes on smoothly. When you have food on your table, you have money to spend, you have your car, there's no problem, your children are doing well, you have a wonderful home. Life is so sweet. But then, life with jesus christ is much more sweeter so when there are no problems it is sweet but some people do enjoy life but the difference is that you as a christian and peradventure you are not a christian yet but you want to be life is much more sweeter when you are with jesus and that is the person I have come to reintroduce to you. I know you know Jesus. You have a personal encounter with Jesus. But life is much sweeter with Jesus. But undoubtedly, it is much easier to sing praises of God and tell of his wonderful works when everything seems to be going all well as planned. You want to get a new job, you get a new job. You want to send your children to school, everything is okay. Oh, you can come here and say, thank God for my life. Thank God for my family. Just let's bless the name of the Lord. When everything is going on as planned. But life is without its troubles and challenges. And evil Christians are not immune to the difficulties of life. And Jesus Christ said in John 16, Verse 33. These things have I spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But what? Be of good cheer, because he has overcome the world. So, our Christianity is not without challenges. If somebody comes to you and say, when you become born again, everything will be rosy, everything will be well. That is not the truth. The truth is there will be challenges, but there's a confidence that the faithful God who has promised, who has overcome already. It's not that he will overcome. He said on the cross, he said, it is finished. He overcame Satan. He overcame suffering. He- overcame sin. He overcame everything that the enemy has to do. What we need to do is key in into it. In life, there will be challenges. And so I will share with you some of the challenges that you may be going through, but I have the confidence that God is there for you. God has made a promise for you. In this world, there are tests. There are temptations, there are trials, there are troubles. But the difference is in who you believe when you face diverse challenges. Whom do you believe? Isaiah says, whose report do you believe? I believe the report of the Lord. And the report of the Lord... Is the report of hope. The report of the Lord is the report that we will overcome. The report of the Lord is that you have victory. In Christ, we have victory. And so, when we look at the challenges, you are not alone. It says, it will never put on you You will never go through temptation that will overcome you. There are health challenges. And quickly, we look at the story of a woman. In fact, this woman happened to be a daughter of Abraham. She was bound for 18 years, and yet people were not happy when she was healed on the Sabbath day. Can you imagine? Someone is sick. I was made whole, and yes, some people are saying, why should you make a whole on a Sabbath day? Not everyone is in love with your progress. Not everyone is happy that you are in good health. But thank God, Jesus Christ is on your side. Luke chapter 13, I read from verse 10 to 17. It says, now he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bent over and could not raise herself up. But when Jesus saw her, he called out to him and said to her, woman, you are loosed from this infirmity. And he laid his hand on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. But the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation, because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath. And he said to the crowd, There are six days on which men ought to work. Therefore, come and be healed on them, and not on the Sabbath day. Verse 15. The Lord then answered him and said, Hypocrite, does not each one of you on the Sabbath lose his ox or donkey from the stall and lead it away to a water to water it? So ought not this woman, being daughter of Abraham, who Satan has bound, think of it, for 18 years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath. And when he has said all this, all his adversaries were put to shame. I pray that all your adversaries will be put to shame in the mighty name of Jesus. But there will be men that will, be, that will glorify God alongside you. You know Sarah? She was believing God for the fruit of the womb. At a point, people were laughing at Sarah. But when she gave birth to Isaac, people started laughing with him. They started rejoicing with him. I pray that the Lord God Almighty will make men, even those who are laughing at you, to begin to rejoice with you in the mighty name of Jesus. What do we learn from this? The crippled woman, despite being crippled, this woman, despite being crippled, she was in the synagogue to listen to Jesus. You know, many are times when we face challenges, that is the time we run away from church. But I tell you, it is when you face challenges, come. The reason is that when you come, Jesus Christ is there. And the Bible says, Jesus saw the woman. Whatsoever you are going through, Jesus Christ is seeing it. And not just seeing it, Jesus Christ recognized the state of this woman that was crippled for 18 years. And what did he do? He called her forward. I pray today, the Lord God Almighty, by faith, we call you forward no matter the challenges that you are going through. He will call you forward, he will recognize even your challenges, and he will tell you, daughter, be made whole. Yours may not be sickness. As we go along, you will see the other things, the other challenges. The woman was declared and affirmed healed by the word of God. No man sets free. Pastor does not set free, but it is the word of God that sets free. And Jesus Christ is the word of God. And the Bible says, he sent forth his word, and he heals them and delivers them from all their destruction. And he said, the word that I sent out of my mouth, it shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish everything that I sent it to do. God is sending his word of healing unto you. Daughter son of Abraham, be made whole. There is healing power in the laying of hands. Remember, she was a daughter of Abraham. Daughter of Abraham but you are much more than daughter of Abraham. You are the daughter of the Most High God. You are the son of the Most High God. You are seated in high places with the Lord God Almighty. You are not an ordinary person. The Lord has redeemed you. And so, even though there are adversaries, but men began to glorify God because of what the Lord did. He said, daughter, be made whole. The Bible says the woman that was bent, she was straightened her, and she started working. I don't know how many years the sickness has been. I declare to you today by the word of the law, the Lord God Almighty will heal you in the mighty name of Jesus. 18 years, yours could be less. It could be more. But Jesus is saying to you, take up your bed and work. And also we have family challenges. You see, the society today The influence of the society, the influence and the environment is so negative that people don't regard marriage. The people outside there will tell you marriage is between anything. In fact, they could even marry animals. But I tell you, and I declare the truth, marriage is between man and woman. As God has said it, and if there is no sweetness in marriage today, it's because of the way people have turned it around. Let's tell the truth Jesus Christ. In John chapter 2, from verse 1 to 11, Jesus Christ was invited even on to marriage in Canaan. I'll just read quickly. He said, On the third day, there was a wedding in Canaan of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Thank God the mother was there. Now, both Jesus and his disciples were invited. Mark the word invited. Jesus Christ was invited. There's no one that invited Jesus Christ into Israel life that will ever regret it. No. Jesus Christ was invited. Most homes, because they do not invite Jesus Christ. Now, when you do not invite Christ, what you are into is crisis. Christ is the Messiah, but crisis brings troubles. And in verse 3, And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said unto her, Woman, what does your, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servant, Whatever he says to you, do it. Whatever Jesus says to you, do it. There is no one that does the word of Jesus that ever regretted. Jesus told Peter, launch unto the deep. And Peter said, at your word, I will do it. And when Peter launched into the deep, he caught many fishes. Important. Whatever Jesus Christ said, do it. But let's look at the story. Now there was... Set there six waterpots of stone, according to the manner of purification of the Jews, containing 20 or 20, 30 gallons apiece. Jesus said to them, Fill the waterpots with water, and they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, Draw some out now, and take it to the master of the feast. And they took it, and when the master of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine, and did not know where it came from, but the servants who had drawn the water knew. The master of his feast called the bridegroom, and he said to him, Every man at the beginning says out the good wine, and when the guests have well drunk, then the inferior, You have kept the wine until now. This beginning of Saint Jesus did in Canaan of Galilee and manifested his glory and his disciples believed him. The difference in this marriage was that Jesus Christ was there. Let Jesus Christ be in your marriage. Jesus Christ was invited. We used to sing that song. Jesus in the family happy happy oh happy happy oh happy happy oh Jesus in the family happy happy home, happy happy, home. happy, happy home. Jesus in the family, happy, happy home. Happy, happy, home. Jesus the family there will be happiness Oh, not because there will not be challenges, but Jesus Christ will straighten out every crooked ways. Let's invite Jesus into our home. There are times when family wine, sweetness, love, and faithfulness will be lacking. Sometimes you may even have quarrel with your wife or disagreement. But because Jesus Christ is there, He's going to straighten everything out. Jesus Christ. In the family let's invite him and so it is time to check for Jesus for intervention maybe your marriage is not going the way it's supposed to do Mary intervene is it Jesus no wine let's ask for Jesus intervention whenever we are having challenges in our homes Jesus is there. And it says, in obedience to Jesus, they fill all the jar to the brim. The best in a family relationship is from Jesus. There, there will be revelation of God's glory. There will be honor. And there will be sweetness in the home. The, pres- the presence of Jesus and obedience to his instruction is very critical. He said, "Whatsoever Jesus Christ tells you to do, do it. In your home, whatsoever Jesus Christ asks you to do, do it. And we encourage in Ephesians chapter 5 from 22. I will not read all. In that place, it summarizes, husband, love your wife. Whatever Jesus Christ asks you to do, do it. Husband, love your wife. Love is sacrificial. Love is not because the other person has done something. No. You just love, just like Jesus Christ loved. Jesus Christ loved the church, and he gave himself for it. You need to love your wife. That's the instruction. Whatever Jesus Christ asks you to do, do it. Love your wife. And also, likewise, do your wives. He says, submit unto your own husband. Pride destroys home. Hidden agenda, destroy homes. Don't hide things from one another. Be faithful, be open. And your family, your home will be a sweet one. And also we look at financial challenges. I say here yeah, economic hardship and financial distress can have devastating effects on families. We all know it is a tough time that we are in. Like last year, uh, 2020, many were not working. Not because you didn't want to work, but because of COVID. Many were depending on the government, but what the government is giving is not even enough. But I say unto you that Jesus Christ is enough. In a crisis in financial challenges, Jesus Christ is enough. And in Matthew chapter 6, verse 30 to 34, it says, Now if God so clothe the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink? What shall we wear? For after all these things, the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. Why? For tomorrow, we worry about his own thing. Sufficient for the day is the trouble thereof. Jesus Christ is enough for us. If God can clothe the grass, how much more special? You are special in the eyes of the Lord. The Bible says you are the apple of God's eyes. If something wants to touch your eye, what do you do? You put it away. Because you are the apple of God's eyes, nothing touches God. And I love the way he puts it. He says, you are hid in Christ and Christ in God. I always say, if you want to, if you want to do anything to me, you need to, third of all, tackle God and destroy God. And then you go to Jesus, but you cannot even withstand God. So I am secured in Christ. And so also our finances. Let's not worry about tomorrow. Let's trust the Lord. Let's keep on holding on to him. Let's say, Lord God Almighty, you are there. We trust in you. You see, worries does not bring, it doesn't change your situation, but rather it brings disease. Just like bitterness in the heart, it destroys the heart. uh, It destroys the heart the way it's supposed to work. Instead of worry, let us rejoice. Let's sing a new song unto Him. Instead of complaining, let's hold on unto Him and look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And lastly, about the challenges, we have emotional challenges. Emotional challenges. And it says, emotional symptoms can be associated with aggression. When you are aggressive, when you are agitating, when you are having a bad feeling, and you are feeling guilty or or there is a loss of pleasure, watch it out. You are not emotionally stable. And what you need to do is go back to Jesus. Go back to the word of God. Anytime you are having emotional challenges, you are not alone, but Christ is there for you. And that's the most reason why we need to hold on unto Jesus. Health challenges, family challenges, financial challenges, emotional challenges, the only one that can take us through is Jesus Christ. And Why? Because we know that God is faithful. It says in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse thirteen. it says, if we are faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. Faithfulness is the character of God. He's steadfast, and this is consistent with his nature. In your head challenges, our God is faithful. In your financial challenges, our God is faithful. Is there trouble in the home? God is faithful. And that's why we need to hold on unto him. He's also the promise keeper. As he made a promise, he's going to keep to it. He said, God is not a liar. He's a faithful God who promises. Remember, he promised Abraham. In fact, it was Abraham before he became Abraham. Abraham, the father of one nation. Abraham, the father of many nations. And he was, so, he was old when the Lord promised him. He was 75 years old. But yet, he waited almost 20-something uh, years before he had a child. And the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 6, it says, For when God made a promise to Abraham, because he could not swear by no one, no one greater, he swore by himself, saying, Surely, blessing, I will bless you i multiplying, I will multiply you. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. For many, this way by the greater, or an oath for confirmation is for them an end of disputes. Does God, determined to show more abundantly to the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath that by two immutable things, it is impossible for God to lie. Two immutable things: by his name, by his word. He swore. I don't know the challenges you are going through. God is faithful. He says he will heal you. Is your home in trouble, disagreement, or maybe you have a child? That is always bringing trouble. And each time you think about a child, you are so bitter. And say, Lord, what is happening? I assure you today, by the word of the Lord, God Almighty is going to intervene. And there will be sweetness again in your home. God is faithful. How do we hold on unto God? Trust in Jesus, trust in Him. Psalm 31, verse 14 says, For as for me, I trust in you, O Lord. I say, You are my God. Trust in Him. And I always tell people, trust. Absolute trust. When you trust in God, you are telling God you don't have any other option. You alone. And that's why it said, You are my God. There is no other God I can run to. You are my God. Lord, I trust in you. I trust in your power. I trust in your name. I trust in your word. I trust in your faithfulness. I trust in your promises. Trust. Keep trusting. That's how to hold on unto God. Keep trusting. And the second one says, Exercise patience. James. Chapter 1, verse 1 to 3. It says, James, a bond servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, greetings. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Health challenges, their trials. Marital challenges, their are trials. Emotional challenges, they are trials. But God is saying, count it all joy. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have his work that you may be complete and perfect and complete, lacking nothing. And lastly, keep confessing his promises. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 19 to 22 says, For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, By me, Sivanos and Timothy, was not yes and no, but in him was yes. Amen. For all the promises of God in him are yes. He said he's going to heal you, yes. He's going to have a financial breakthrough, yes. Your emotional challenges will be a thing of the past, Yes. God promises there, yes, and in him, amen, to the glory of God through us. Now he who established us with you in Christ and has anointed us in God, who has also received us, giving all the spirit in our heart as a guarantee. That's my encouragement to you today. Keep holding on unto Jesus. Let's trust in him. Let's be patient. Or you may say, oh, somebody is sick, is sick for just one day and is ill, and you have been there for 10 years. Don't worry, just be patient. He will do it when he will do it. In fact, the Bible says, he make all things beautiful in his time. I know you are groaning, the pain is there. But the Lord God Almighty will give you the courage, he will establish you to be able to hold on unto him. Is there? Shall we bow our heads as we pray? Paraventure, you are here today. You have not given your life to Christ. And you want to just say, Lord, I want to receive you as, Lord, as my Lord and Savior. Even those online, you want to re- receive Christ as Lord and Savior. You can't hold on to the person that you don't know. Just say after me, Lord Jesus, I know you are God. You are the only one that can save me. I receive you this day as my personal Lord and Savior. Come into me and live. Thank you, everlasting Father. If you have said those words, I believe God, Jesus Christ, have entered into you, his spirit have entered into you. And his name will be glorified in you as you walk in the light. And for as many that are having challenges, I want to pray with you. Just lay your hands upon where it is aching you. Or you can just lay your hands upon your forehead. I will pray with you. I don't know, don't know the challenge that you are going through, but I want to say God is there for you. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. You say, we should hold on unto you. I declare this day, Lord God Almighty, as many that are going through hell challenges, Father Lord, as you intervene, even at the time of that woman, the crippled woman, for 18 years she had been crippled, and that day she was made whole. I sent forth your word, I pray, let there be healing now, in the mighty name of Jesus. As many homes that have been scattered or they are struggling, Father, Lord, I pray for healing even into the homes in the mighty name of Jesus. As many that are not stable emotionally, my God and my Lord, I pray that Jesus Christ brings sweetness and peace in the mighty name of Jesus. And those that are struggling financially, Lord God Almighty, you are the one that make a way where there is no way. Father Lord, I ask, oh God, that you make a way for them, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you because we know you have answered. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I could write
0: a melody That all of heaven's choir sings Thanks for listening to this message from Hillside Church. I pray that you were blessed by what God had to say in this message. If you would like to connect further with Hillside Church, there are a couple places you can go. hillsideairdry.ca is our website, and you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at Hillside You can also look us up on YouTube and find all of our messages on Apple Podcasts. If you would like to connect to the pastoral team at Hillside, you can do that through our website, hillsideairdry.ca, and click on About Us in the main menu, and then click on Our Pastors. We're so thankful to be able to share the gospel message of Jesus Christ with our community in Airdrie and with you today. At Hillside Church, we are a family, not by blood, but a family that's been bought by blood. And that family includes you. As family we go.
2: At best, it all means nothing. Without love, it all means nothing I can dine with kings and queens My name go down in history But if I don't have love, it means Don't have love. It means nothing if I can't love my neighbor like I love myself. If I won't move
3: when my brother cries out for help. Crashing symbol yeah. No, I don't wanna be some empty noise. Down on my knees, Lord, I surrender. Jesus help me to love with a love like yours. <laughs> I don't want to sound like a crashing cymbal, no, 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 no. I don't want to be some empty empty noise, noise. oh, I'm down on my knees, Lord, Lord, I surrender, surrender. oh, help me.
2: I want to love my neighbor like I love myself. And I want to move when my brother cries out for help. Don't want to be too proud to forgive before the sun goes down. Then this life that I've been living, what would it mean? At best it will all mean something. Love it all means something. I hope it all means something.